Well, over in the United States, the ongoing jihad against Donald Trump has picked up pace with a new tell-all book by veteran Washington journalist Bob Woodward hitting bookstores tomorrow. The book, titled Fear, claims that Trump is an unfit president whose aides intervened to prevent catastrophic decisions. At the same time, a so-called senior administration official has penned an anonymous opinion piece in the New York Times, which also bashes Donald Trump and says he's amoral. And it also claims that, well, the author claims to be part of the resistance within the administration that is the resistance against the democratically elected Donald Trump. On the line now with uh, the inside story is former Trump advisor, Dr. Sebastian Gorka. Thanks for joining us, Sebastian. My pleasure, Miranda. Now, do you have any clues about who this supposedly senior White House official is who wrote the anonymous op-ed in the New York Times claiming that he was keeping Donald Trump under control? Uh, I have an idea, and uh, it's not a he, it's a potentially a she, but they're not a senior White House advisor. I can guarantee you that. If you read the this outrageous piece, it's clear that this person hasn't even worked in the Oval Office and knows nothing about Donald Trump. It's most likely a Obama-era holdover who is committing sedition by what they are doing in undermining a duly elected president. Interesting, because Donald Trump did say something the other day which made it sound like he thought it was a woman. Um and so you're, are you talking about someone who's still there, not Omarosa or someone like that? No, this person, no, I, I, whoever it is, first things first, this person does not work in the White House and never did. Right? So the, 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 there's a reason the New York Times said senior administration official. Mm-hmm. This, this is written by somebody who has no business in the White House. This is somebody who, who is just parroting the left-wing snowflake talking points. Uh, the individual that I've been told uh, is the likely candidate is a, a um, an individual from the intelligence community who does not work in the White House. But this is this is you know who, whoever they are, and I think very soon we will find out because General Kelly, a four-star Marine Corps legend, is on the war path. He has unleashed his bloodhounds, and this individual will be identified and hopefully fired forthwith. Whoever this person is, they are not one of the 50 senior officials, the the assistants of the presidents or the deputy assistants of the presidents that work directly in the White House for the commander-in-chief. And this is a person who is proud of their, quote-unquote, resistance to an individual who was chosen by 65 million Americans to be their president. So whoever it is, uh, it's an outrage, and it is it is classic sedition. You look up, you know, sedition in the Oxford Dictionary. It is the attempt to covertly or overtly undermine a lawful authority or a constitutional order, and this person confesses to doing exactly that. So, I mean, for somebody inside uh, the administration to be saying that there's a group of us running a resistance, right. making sure the president doesn't do anything dangerous, that's very damaging, isn't it? I mean, it means that... Well, it's illegal. Yeah. It's illegal. And, and it also... I mean, these individuals weren't elected. You don't get to do that. If you don't like who the mm. people choose as your head of state, you resign. If this individual is real... Uh, and if they work for the U.S. government, they took an oath of office, as did I. 
which states you will uphold the U.S. Constitution. You, you are functioning against the U.S. Constitution if you say that you are undermining willfully the agenda and the decisions of the person who has been elected president. So uh, this person is a criminal, whichever way you look at the issue. And you say intelligence community. Is that the FBI? Obviously, there's been a big problem. I, I'm not going to comment any more than, than mm. what I've said already. But the uh, but, intelligence but think, community has been a problem for Donald Trump from day one. The intelligence community has been a problem from before day one. Mm. We, we now know that the Obama administration during the campaign illegally spied on the Trump campaign when they used, when they acquired a FISA warrant, uh, a warrant to spy against a member of the Trump campaign, at least one member, using opposition research that had been paid for by Hillary Clinton and the Democrat Party, a fact which had been hidden from the judge who issued the warrant. So, yes, the, the, the Obama intelligence community, the FBI, the DOJ, and the CIA under John Brennan is heavily implicated in very, very unconstitutional acts. So, yes, this is, this is you know, the, the important thing about this article, whoever it turns out to be, is the fact that uh, for two years now, the mainstream media has said, deep state, what deep state? The president is, is making this up. You're all conspiracy theory, theorists. This is crazy. Well, right now, on the you know, front page of the New York Times and every other newspaper, we are debating, we are talking about a piece of evidence that proves conclusively that there is a deep state and it is undermining the constitutionally uh, elected individual who runs our government. Mm. And of course, there's the Bob Woodward book too, Fear Trump in the White House, he calls it, and that hits bookstores tomorrow. And it's not exactly flattering. Could this be a coordinated hit time to damage the president before the November midterm elections? Uh, yeah, I mean, without a doubt. I mean, the irony of the Bob Woodward book is the average American citizen has more access to the White House than Bob Woodward did. I think, I think you, Miranda Devine, if you, if, you, if you got on a plane and you arrived in Washington, uh, we could get you inside the White House more access to the president than he did. It's quite, it's quite hilarious that this is supposed to be you know, an inside account of the new administration. I can tell you, when I was in the White House and after I left, Bob Woodward had practically zero access. So the, the idea that this tells you anything factual about the Trump administration is, is quite risible. But, but your, you know, your broader, broader point is absolutely correct. The left has no message for November. We, we have the midterms coming up. The economy has, is breaking records every day. Unemployment figures are plummeting. National security from ISIS on down is, is an incredible story. And, and all the left have are hysteria and the impeachment message. So, yes, this is, I think these are all signs of desperation. Now, you've worked with Donald Trump in the White House and during the presidential campaign. These, the, the Bob Woodward book, the anonymous op-ed, they're all painting a picture of a president who's impetuous and reckless and needs to be treated like a two-year-old. Is that your experience of working with Donald Trump? No, that's the fever dream, you know, version of reality that the left has. It has nothing to do with what actually has happened in America and who Donald Trump is. You, you know, the, the, the very simple test is, is the following. If any of these things were true, if any of these attributes actually, disca actually described President Trump, then he wouldn't have, achieved, wouldn't have achieved as much as he has achieved in the last 18 months. I mean, we have seen 
incredible, I mean, 4.2% GDP growth rate. Most countries dream of that. Under Obama, he couldn't even reach 2% in most quarters. The fact that we have oil companies, thanks to the unleashing, the, the deregulate, deregulation that the president has initiated, we have oil companies that are now offering $25,000 cash signing bonuses to new employees. The fact that we have functional zero unemployment. There are more jobs available in America today than uh, people looking. For, there, there are more unfilled jobs av uh, available today than there are people looking for jobs. So if, if, if this is chaos, if this is being impetuous, give me more uh, a, a chaos and give me more of an impetuous president. So no, he's, he's decisive and he represents everything the left hates. And this is why they lambast him continually. So when you're sitting in the office with him and discussing policy or whatever, mm -hmm. how does he come across? Is he, you know, a normal CEO type or a presidential type? How does he actually behave? Well, the, the most important thing, I'd say the priorities, the two characteristics that most define his, his style are when he's um, looking at an issue, there are no sacred cows. So mm. the, the idea that you know, we have been doing something for like this for 20 years is not a reason to continue doing it like that. If you look at how broken D.C. Uh, is when it comes to immigration policy, international trade, national security, he comes to it with a completely fresh eye and says, okay, just because we've been doing that for so long, I don't care. Justify for me why it works. So the, that, that's a very, very valuable uh, kind of clean slate look at things. Secondly, massively de decisive. So you, you bring him a palette of options on whatever issue is, is it in, uh, in, in discussion, and he will absorb the options, and then he won't sit there and have another committee meeting. He will decide. So if you look at um, Panetta and uh, Secretary Gates' memoirs under Obama, it's stunning. For example, on Libya, Secretary Gates, the former defense secretary, said that he went to multiple White House cabinet-level meetings on Libya where they would meet and talk for more than four hours. And at the end of four hours, not a decision was mm -hmm. taken. That's the opposite of Donald Trump. He's the antithesis of, of, you know, waffling and waffling and doing it again. Um, and, and as such, you know, he, he must be undermined by those who have vested interest in maintaining the swamp-like culture that we've inherited. Yes, there was a tweet uh, the other day that Donald Trump issued saying, I'm tough as hell on people, and if I weren't, nothing would get done. Also, I question everybody and everything, which is why I got yes. elected. Is that the way he is when you're with him? Well, look, he, he's not rude about it, but he's very comfortable with um, unusually high levels of creative um, eddies. So if, you know, he, he, he has no problem having, you know, the, the six, seven alpha males and you know, alpha females in a room duke it out intellectually. Mm -hmm. And the one with the strongest argument that convinces him will win. So he, he, the, the, the one thing he detests most of all, in addition to political correctness, is yes men or mm. yes women. So you know, that's, that's, that's very much his, his leadership style.
And now former US President Barack Obama made an extraordinarily critical speech yeah. against Donald Trump and the Republicans on Friday and uh, was urging Democrats to get out there and restore a semblance of sanity to politics. What do you make of an, a former president so freshly out of office criticising his successor? That's not been done before, has it? It's not done and it's incredibly um, it breaks all protocol and it's simply unseemly the the the, the practice in America as in most countries uh, is that the former head of state disappears from public life at least political life they build their own presidential library usually in the city of their birth or where they're mostly associated with and then sometimes like you know Jimmy Carter they'll get involved in charitable ventures so the idea that less than two years after the election this individual gets involved in, in politics yet again and accuses I mean, the, the most shameful moment is when he basically accused the Trump voters of being racist. Mm-hmm. He said, uh, you're, you're, you, you support policies against people who look different. That in itself is the statement of a bigot, an individual who, who, who so um, um, criticizes 60-plus million individuals, that level of generalization is is racism and bigotry uh, by itself. So forget his involvement in politics being unseemly. What he was saying was just shameful, Mm. absolutely shameful. Mm, Incredible. Thanks for your time, Dr. Gorka. Always great to talk to you. My pleasure. You're very, very welcome. News doesn't have to be boring. The Brits have given Prince Harry a new nickname after yet another tell-all interview. Oh, God, is it the ginger winger? (laughs) Let the team at news.com.au get you up to speed each day with their podcast from the newsroom. A couple were busted joining the Mile High Club. Well, I guess they can't fly virgin anymore. Politics, sport, red carpets, royals. Get all the goss in just a few minutes. Follow from the newsroom wherever you get your podcast from.